Welcome back to the good stuff. Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brendan Nicky. My earphones are a little bit soft, so I can't hear myself. Welcome back. Uh, we're back in studio. It's another Tuesday. I love Tuesdays. I get to come and play on, on air and with you guys and talk about all the good stuff and highlight stuff that's happening around the world. There's too much cuck out there. There is really bad news. We have a jam-packed show today. We've got Spilly joining us, who's the other Brent. Good morning, everybody. So we can't, we can't confuse Brent and Brent because it's going to be Brent and Spilly. Spilly with three L's. Spilly with three hours uh he's been on the show before and actually we were chatting before we came on here he's been on other shows too mm. he's fast becoming a regular a regular it's um, like control. old old hat to me i'm very comfortable behind the mic have they have they given you a parking yet is there spillies uh, well, with three hours put I, out I actually uh i drive i drive a vespa or ride a vespa and i've parked outside directly on the stair like you can basically step out of the building and knock my bike over so everybody's going to be walking past it and it's probably taking photos with it as well i will take a photo shortly with, yes because it's got a central logo behind it exactly absolutely. um i love i love my little scooter but it's not quick enough mm. i do need to get a vespa it's an it's a okay let me put it this way motorbiking is an addiction so if you have a 150 it's cool then a 250, it's cool, but not fast enough. Then it's a 300, then it's a 600. And I'm in the process now where I'm, I've been shopping for about a year. My uh, fiance is buying me magazines of bikes on sale and, and not promoting it, but I'm ready to make the leap. But I love my Vespa. In traffic, it's amazing. I just made it in under 20 minutes from Parkhurst here to Ravonia. And other than that, I'd be sitting in traffic. So look, I don't, I don't even want to get into traffic. Mm-mm. Last week, was a, it was a completely different city. It was dead. It was lovely. <laughs> it was lovely because yeah. you could you could get anywhere in a car. There was yeah. no problems. Um, I I live off William Nickel, mm. so that is maybe Joburg's worst road. Yeah. William Nickel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could easily sit from the one side of William Nickel just before Monte Cassino to the highway, which is I don't know. Yeah, two k's. Not even. Yeah, and you could easily sit there for a good hour because the, the traffic just doesn't flow. Well, I mean, my bike. Uh, people always say to me, "Isn't it dangerous?" You know, and there are a few things. Firstly, I love my bike. I get on the get on it in the morning. I smell the fresh green grass. I smell the flowers. I feel the wind in my non hair. And um, so traffic is obviously a non-event in my life. Thunderstorms are a problem. Little, little bit. Little bit of a problem. Yeah. So um, like people call me the, the cloud whisperer. I spend my life looking up and going, please don't rain, please don't rain. <laughs> and, um, and I can tell you that, you know, from, from a savings perspective, how much cheaper it is to run and servicing to run. And, but it's the actual sheer enjoyment of actually every day, instead of sitting in traffic, hating it, getting on your bike and enjoying the trip between your meetings it's amazing do you find that people and we're totally off topic but it is yeah. quite interesting do you mm. find that people move out the way for you if you're on your bike or some people deliberately move out the way and some don't care um and some are oblivious to you so it's it's uh, the guy who taught me how to ride a motorbike said to me and he's he's probably in his 60s never had a motorbike accident always been riding a bike said any accident on a motorbike no matter whose fault it is it's your fault, the motorcyclist, because you should be riding defensively. So if you take that to heart and understand that everyone, no one sees you, understand that no one is seeing you, um, you should be okay. You should be okay. And and as far as the laws go in South Africa, do you have to wear protective gear if you're on a scooter? You've got to wear a helmet. Um, 
I would advise a full face helmet. And, it's, a si- and, uh, it's a silly question. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, I mean, you're not the authority on this. Sure. But I got pulled over on my scooter and I just come back from gym. Yeah. And, uh, the cop said to me, no, 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 you don't have the protective gear on. And I was like, I'm on a, I'm on a scooter. Like this. What thing. protective gear? Like, like jackets and jackets and, and okay, I don't know. I mean, I wear, I wear a full protective armor jacket. I wear gloves and I wear a full face helmet. Because people flick cigarette butts out the window. And when you open, my open worst, face yeah. in your face, not fun. That's one of my worst things. I, I don't know if it's a it's a international thing. But in South Africa, yeah. people drive around in their cars, smoke their cigarettes, mm. throw it out the side window. And as soon as it leaves their finger yeah. and it flicks out, there is no – like they don't even know what they've just done. I know. It could set it could set lines. Huge amounts around. of things. But the other problem I have with it is that it is littering. And I can guarantee those people who flick cigarette butts, cigarette butts out have a standpoint against littering. So you would never throw your McDonald's packet out the window. But it's okay but you, to flick your cigarette butt. What is the difference? I've I've got into a habit that if I do see someone flicking a cigarette butt out the, the window, I try to drive over the coal. Because I think to myself, I would, yeah, hate it out. I would hate for it to start mm. a fire. or it's, it's just disgusting. Well, we are off subject, but I'll tell you now that if you search on Google, there's a YouTube video. It's a Russian lady on a motorbike. She's a vigilante. I've seen it. It is incredible. And she cruises around. People who throw stuff out, she picks it up and then taps on the window. They open the window. She throws it back in their car. And, and she's got a GoPro on her bike. It is the best thing I've ever seen. It's like, like power to the people. Look, I, I, it is European. Um, I don't think that would work in South Africa. No, they someone could, put they, out a gun and shoot yeah, <laughs> we get really messy really quickly. Okay, so today we're going to be chatting about um, putting, the, putting the power in your hands. Mm. Everybody has got cell phones. We've all got them. We all use them. In a bit, we're going to get to – I found a couple of apps and I found really cool stuff that you can do with your phones to do good because mm. that's, that's what we're all about. But before we get into that, yeah. I want to catch up with you because I haven't seen you throughout all the holidays. Did you go away? I didn't go away. And we talk about Joburg being the best place on the planet in December. It is. And, and I went, uh, I've been away the last three or four Decembers, but prior to that, I, I did one December at home and it was dead, dead, dead. Interestingly enough, it wasn't that quiet in December, which means one of two things. Other people are done with the cash and they're not going away. But I had a discussion with one of the, the um, restaurant owners in Parkhurst and he was saying that People have gone away, but for short periods of time. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing the full three weeks, they're doing a full week or they're doing 10 days only. So the periods on which they're going away are shorter, so people are around more. But Joburg weather was spectacular. Jo- I, w- I was in Joburg. It was amazing. Whole, uh, I, uh, I was on the radio okay. for, the whole, for the whole time. The one thing that I did, I, l- I loved it because mm. it was quieter and mm. there's no traffic. And the weather was beautiful, so we're parking off by the pool every day. And there were a lot of my friends that were in Joburg as well, Likewise. which was, was super rad. The only thing... Mm. That I've, I've never experienced FOMO before. Why? Over December, I had Why? huge FOMO. I was looking People's at everybody. People's holiday photos. Oh, damn. Yeah, but it's not, it's not as good. In, social media is not true. It's not true. You've got to bear that in mind. So, I mean, so a good example is we got friends that went to Zanzibar and I think it was in November. And every day, these like monumental photos, like monumental, you know, like the coconut on the beach, that kind of photo. And you're like, Oh my God. But then you speak to them as like, getting there's a problem. There was a lot of beggars on the beach. And, and when you hear the stories, it's never as pretty as social media. No, Instagram like, is not you, real life. Why did you only show me the good yeah. stuff? Where, where were the there ugly we bits? Why, so, you made me super jealous. I, I looked at everybody's photos. For me, December is about the beach. Mm. I think my my family ingrained that because we would always, over the Christmas holidays, mm. pack up our lives and go down to the coast for like three weeks and then get back and, and sort of jump back in well, the I think that race. you're also lucky enough possibly to take holidays out of season. So, like, for me, Cape Town's the obvious one. Everyone goes to Cape Town. Did it last year? I'll never do it again. It's a nightmare. 
Go now. When you, when you go now. Your, the last week of January, the weather's spectacular. The place is dead. It's dead. When you're in Cape Town over December, and I've done it before as mm. well, when you, uh, when you phone a restaurant, cause here in Joburg, you can get away with going to Rocking a restaurant. Yeah, you just yeah. rock up and sure. they'll sort out a table. We're Joburgers. We'll make a plan. Like, mm. No problem. We need the cash. In Cape Town, no way. Yeah. The hostesses are hardcore. It's like they've gone to, bo- um, like a, a Bodybuilding or what? No, 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 like oh, a, yeah. like a almost security training. Oh, they, see, yeah. they stand at the door and they're just they're stern faced. They're yeah. not letting you in. Bodyguard. That's what I'm okay, saying. Yeah. And um and they they're just not having it. So if you don't book, you're not getting into the restaurant. Mm. And sometimes they turn those tables that when you do book, they tell you you've only got an hour and a half. Yes, they have seatings like you get some, you, you eight eat to nine thirty and you're out, and the next the next seating. So. Which is very smart, but for me, the traffic, the nightmare, and we talk about apps and talk about apps changing lives. So recently, I'm a bit of a late bloomer potentially on this front, but started using Uber. What and, an amazing and thing. It's an amazing thing, and it's not the app, it's the entire business. But what's incredible about it is that recently we went to Cape Town in November for, for business. Didn't have to worry about hiring a car, didn't have to worry about will there be a taxi available, landed, Uber, into town, reasonably priced, and in terms of going to Cape Town, traditionally you'd have to hire a car. You'd have to hire a car, and that's a so that's a daily expense. So when you yeah. hire a car, it's a full day. Sure, it's all of those deposits, it's everything and, that you put down, and it sits it sits most of the day in the sun outside Clifton, um, and it's not always convenient because parking is a real problem in December. So for me, that's just such a winner. But the, what it blew me away is that when you land in Cape Town, you can now Uber copter. Do you know you can Uber copter? I saw on the app. Yes. Um, I don't know exactly what that is. I don't either, and I was scared to push in case they start believing me. But <laughs> I, think, I want to know if anyone has out is out there is actually ever Uber copted. If you have, maybe get in touch because I'd love to know like exactly to know. what the process is and what happens and the if cost, you Uber and the cost. Yeah, and where they where they land and how they can take you. I'm curious because that's that's an epic thing. So Uber, and again, mm. off topic, but they're doing amazing stuff. Amazing. Um, Dead Mouse, the, the DJ, mm. in Europe, he's got a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or one of these super luxury cars, and he gets onto the Uber um, program. They pay him, obviously, because sure. it's such great PR. Mm-hmm. And you could just be a random guy hooking up an Uber to get somewhere, and Dead Mouse rocks up in his Lambo to take you where you oh, want to go. Wow. It's like, it's one of the things that they've done. They do really cool but stuff have you, did, you, did you hear about the um, Soweto School Choir in December? No. So Uber hooked up with the Sweater School Choir. And if you took, I think it was on, on the 24th or the 25th, I'm not sure if it was Christmas Day or not, but if you took an Uber on that day, they would, and you gave them the address, the choir would rock up at your house and sing for you. Okay? What? Like Christmas and, carols? Christmas carols. That's amazing. So, and I, I had friends who, who did it, didn't realize they had sort of entered into this thing. Doorbell rings, they're sitting around the pool, and like 20 kids rock up and sang to them. And so it was the most weird thing, but amazing. And what's amazing about it, it's remarkable. Everyone keeps talking about it, and that's what they've done so well. The, that, Uber, their the marketing plan is just… Um, smart. Yeah, mm. it is smart. Very I mean, good. You know business, so you well, see I it. Try. I, like, I mean, it's, it's very obvious to me. Oh, very good. So, a couple of things that have happened before we get into the good stuff. There's really crazy stuff going on in the world, mm. which… Um, not much good stuff. Not much good stuff. Yeah. If we look at all those Paris attacks and, and everything that happened last week… It's disgusting. Mm. Like we're, we're living in a disgusting time. The reason I'm bringing it up is not because of what happened, but what happened afterwards. So there's a couple of things. One, Rupert Murdoch. Yes. Who I, I mean, he doesn't, he's not on my radar at all. Yeah. I had to Google you know, him. Oh, you don't know who he is at all? No. Okay. He, there was no reason for me to. Okay, he's never, enough. he's never come up in my sure. news feeds. He's, he's not part of my whatever. So I did Google him. He's an Australian American businessman and maybe you can tell us more. Um, but he became the managing director of 
Australia News Limited, which he inherited from his father. Mm. He didn't even, like, he inherited but, it. But I think that they, I mean, I'm not sure, but in his reign of, of while he was still active, and I don't think he's actively involved necessarily. I'm sure he's still very much ownership, but they bought some of the biggest media houses in the world, you know, across the States and Europe. So he's a huge player. Huge, huge player, huge player. Well, he's not very good on Twitter, and, and that's one of the <laughs> things. You can put the power in your hands, or you can completely... What did he tweet? He tweeted during this time. He tweeted, um, maybe some Muslims are peaceful, but I mean, so his, the way he, he structures Phrases, his tweets yeah. is terrible because it said, maybe most Muslims peaceful, but until they recognize and destroy their growing jihadist cancer, they must all be held responsible. Mm. You don't put that out there. Mm. Like that doesn't work. No. It's, it's one of those. And we've had it time and time again where people just stupid tweet. I think you need to think before you tweet. But what's amazing about that is that so he has a man that, that controls big chunk of the world's media you would imagine that he would have someone advising him on what he should and shouldn't be doing well have sure at he least have the scruples but and at least potentially even just you know copyright his stuff or even spell check it you spell know like that kind of thing i would imagine so um, i'm sure his pr crew are after the tweet went out yeah, they were like had a heart what because <laughs> you cannot delete a tweet no, it's, it's it just ever. it sure. just doesn't work sure. so the first response that he got was from jk rowling mm. just someone small oh yeah you know no real influence and she said i was born christian if that makes rupert murdoch my responsibility i'll auto excommunicate which, smart. Which, yeah, Very like, smart. I'm tapping sure. out. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be part of it. And then Aziz, uh, um, I don't even know how to say his surname. Aziz Anasari, who's mm. that comedian from America, yes. is very well known. I'm going to post a picture on Twitter so you can see exactly who he is because he's all over yeah. the place. He got stuck in to Rupert Murdoch. He must have sent about 30 tweets and then he created a hashtag that started trending. And his tweets were sort of like, Rupes, because he's Muslim. So he said, uh, can we get a step-by-step guide? How exactly does my 60-year-old parents in New York City uh, help destroy terrorist groups? Please advise. And then he started getting into sort of personal stuff where he said, Rupes, you're a Catholic. Why are you not hunting the pedophiles? Hashtag Rupert's fault. And he started this whole crazy thing on Twitter where people were just gunning Rupert Murdoch. There were people just getting involved. It's it's kind of funny, like um, the the middle class problems when people do mm. that, and they were saying Chick Fil A's not be not open on a Sunday. Hashtag Rupert's fault. Rupert's fault. So they were just, just getting rolled a, out of control. Completely. You know, and and that's that's, that's what Twitter amazing. does when you when you say the wrong thing on Twitter. It, it comes back quickly. But us, what's amazing about that is that I don't know if you saw over the weekend there was that the million people strong march in Paris. Yes. Now, a lot of that was driven by social media in terms of people actually knowing about it. So traditionally, it would obviously be a newspaper or, you know, figure out a radio. But a lot of that was just literally people saying, meet at this place at this time. We're going to stand up together. And a lot of that was just driven by social and, and Twitter in particular. So the, well, the power of it is, is immense. Last year, Twitter for me became huge. Mm. Uh, actually actively started playing with it and started getting to know how it works and sort of mm. seeing what it's about. And and I get my news from Twitter before news does. Yeah. So news breaks on Twitter that you see stuff's going on. And then if you look at a timeline, you'll see News24 tweeting five or ten minutes late. Because mm. they just – it's difficult for news to keep up. It is. They it's, can't. It's, it's very difficult. And what's interesting about that is that I don't personally follow any news channels. So I don't follow like BBC or any of the obvious ones. Um, but if it's important enough, it will be shared into my timeline. Or commented onto my timeline. So I found that's a really good filter not to hear all the rubbish, but the important stuff. It is. That's, I mean, you, you create your timeline. Mm. That's the cool thing about Twitter is that mm. you can create what you want to see. It's your content. One of the things, and you brought it up with the social media was the hashtag, excuse my French, literally. Mm. Um, je suis Charlie mm. is what they said. Yes. Uh, and that was trending and that was huge and it was around the world. Something which 
which they did um, as part of that, which is unheard of, is they created an app. Now, I don't know if you know about Apple. I mean, they've got long waiting lists. When you create an app, it has to go through this process, process, and it's like three weeks later that your app gets put on the App Store. They had it up in one day. What what was the app? I didn't see the, that. The app is brand new. It's called Jesus Charlie, which is J E S U I S Charlie, and um, it's it's basically it's a it's an app to show solidarity. And if you are part of the movement, because it's almost like that V for Vendetta when everybody yep. stands up, or the Hunger Games mm. where everybody puts up their hand, you hashtagging or tweeting about it is cool but now there's an app to say i agree with this and you can post your location and it puts a pin on a map and it's showing the amount of people that's all the app does um but if you look at it it, i I found it this morning so is it almost like a petition kind of thing yes to some degree yes and i got goosebumps when i saw the amount of people that are jumping on board even in south africa there's people that have heard of the app and i i I, all of you need to download it because if you believe in it and you believe in, in freedom of speech mm. and, and you want to rid the world of terrorism, I know I sound like a Miss yeah. World contestant, <laughs> but it, it, I mean, we can stand together and okay, it's but awareness. Now, but now on, on the flip side of that, there's a something called hashtag activism. And it's, it's the negativity about the fact that if you believe in something and you want to do something, do something. Tweeting about it doesn't really help. And I'm kind of on that side, to be honest. I mean, yes, you can voice your opinion and sure, you should be allowed to voice your opinion. But what are you doing? What does it actually do? So, I, I mean, understanding that you, you're one of a million people standing in, in, in a square protesting, that has real impact. Tweeting about it really does it really do a hell of a lot. Um, and often people are doing it to jump on the bandwagon. I know myself that, you know, you, you want to get followers, use the hashtag, you know, you, that kind of thing. And, and, and it helps if that's what your, your objective is. So the reality is that I like those apps, but I prefer those apps where it's like donate a dollar. You know, and we'll use this money to do something real with it. Because then you're actually really doing, you're making a difference. But just tweeting, mm, not Slacturism so sure. Slacturism versus activism. Yeah, like what so. are we doing? Yeah. And let's actually do something. Absolutely. Something that I found, which is totally slacktivism, it makes no sense. It is a cause without a cause. It's something that happened yesterday. And it's, it's the 14th annual No Pants Subway Day. It serves no cause. <laughs> yeah. There's there's no money being raised. Yeah. It does absolutely nothing besides I don't know get comedic looks. Yeah. Um, it started in New York. It's a, and it's the 14th year that it's running, and it's now gone international. So it was on the tube yesterday. It was all, all over, all over. And all you got to do is take off your pants. So people were in their boxes, and like the girls were in their g strings. And then you, you, have to, you have to post a picture, or you just just do they, it. They, there's some pictures online. There's some um, videos that they've put up. I, saw, I found it on Mashable. But the the main thing is you do nothing. You ride the there subway. Is, and there is no cause whatsoever. It's, it's not for awareness of anything nothing it was a it was a comedic group that came up with it 14 years ago and they started it and it's now just and if you see in the video the people that are doing it are not um trying to stand out or trying to make something they they're literally on the tube or in the subway with no pants on and read their book and then get off and and so the objective would obviously be to create smiles i mean isn't that probably what they want they wanted you talk about your show being the, the you know the, the good news show that's what it is it's like how do we get a whole bunch of grumpy people in the middle of winter on the tube to smile let's wear no pants especially in the winter when it's cold Freezing. <laughs> so it is quite funny i'm yeah. going to post that video up and i'm going to show that's you cool. we're going to go to a break so i can show you because cool. it is really really funny if you guys want to get involved you can phone us we love to hear from you on 0861 you can also send a message to wechat we are getting those messages live or you can tweet us um you can tweet me at brent linda q or you can tweet our cliff central com or spilly mm. 
tweet me. What is your, your Twitter? Spilly at SPR triple L Y. Don't forget the triple L's. That's triple the important L's. part. We'll be right back. What are you waiting for? That's Ellie Goulding's new one. Uh, it's actually from the movie Fifty Shades of Grey, which we spoke about last week briefly. Does nothing for me. I'm not excited to see the movie at all. Um, I've got no reason. I, I actually, maybe I detest it because of all Did the Did you read the book? No. no. Like, I have no reason to. But you know enough about it probably already. <sighs> Too much. You can probably name all the characters just from conversation. You know what? I wish that I couldn't, actually. <laughs> wish that I couldn't. But yeah, so that's her new one, and I love Ellie Goulding. Her stuff is always spot on. Uh, we're going to be talking in a minute about putting the power in your hands and, and giving back to sort of the needy. And instead of slacktivism, which we've touched on, rather be active and, and really get involved. As much as your phone can do that and put the power in your hands, you could also make money from your phone by doing little jobs uh, with an amazing app uh, within WeChat called Money for Jam. And we've actually got the CEO for Money Money for Jam on the line, Andrew Hugo from Cape Town. Andrew, how, uh, Andre, how are you? I'm very good, thanks to you. Good, sorry about that. I'm just uh, working out the telephones. We got struck by lightning about a week ago, so we're just working out the telephones in the studio. How are things in Cape Town today? Very good. For Well, we've got power, we um got a sunny day and no wind for a change, so all good. Score, we just said this is the best time of the year to be down in Cape Town. No, it definitely is. All right, so Money for Jam is such an awesome initiative. I actually got invited to the launch, which was amazing. The guy, the way that you guys launched Money for Jam was so cool. We got, uh, we on our cell phones, Money for Jam is inside WeChat, and you can tell us more about that now. But we got given the Money for Jam app, and during the launch, we could do little jobs at the launch where we got actual money for, which was really, really cool. Can you tell us more about what Money for Jam is? Sure. Money for Jam is a platform as a service. So we plugged into WeChat at the moment. Um, Anybody that wants to follow us, downloads WeChat, registers registers by uh, looking for Money for Jam and adding us to their contacts. Um, and then they simply hit the find jobs near me button and they're away to go. Jobs will be provisioned to them based on their location and the brands that we have on platform at that point. They complete the job. The client does the validation to prove, to see that they're happy with the quality that is submitted. And once they're happy with the quality, the money is added automatically to the jobber's wallet. The jobber then has the ability to go to a, um, a retail outlet at the moment, it's a pick and pay and boxer. We're in the process of integrating into ShopRite. Um, and as a result of that, they ask, they show the teller a, a short 12-digit code, they punch it into the, the retail um, fill point, and they get their cash. That's simple. Andre, it's real cash that they get. How how do they, what, what sort of jobs um, are out there for them to do? So at the moment, we've really got six categories of jobs, um, and they are research, uh, mystery shopping, merchandising, point of interest creation and validation, 
um, education and compliance auditing type job. And anybody with WeChat, anybody with the, the Money for Jam inside WeChat's official account can, can join. What is the age group? At the moment, we, we're targeting 18 and above um, and South African residents. Um, the reason for that is that we need an ID number. The ID number is to prove that you're 18 years of, old, years of age and therefore can actually engage um, with brands that may be alcohol, tobacco, um, oh, right. and, and, and those like. We do have a solution that we're working on for people below 18 where, whereby we restrict those types of jobs off the, pla- off the platform that are provisioned to them based on their ID number. Oh wow! Um, when you so, so basically, I'm just going to run our listeners through it. You got this app on your phone. It's uh, it's through WeChat, the Money for Jam official account. I put in my location, or does it pick up my location immediately? It picks up your location based on um, the profile that you've got. So when you register with us, you at, you just toggle the um, location switch, and then it, it picks up your location automatically. And what sort of brands are you guys currently working with? If I if I picked up a job to do a bit of market research, who would I be doing it for? So we've had over thirty five brands on platform in the last couple of months, um, ranging from research brands like uh, TNS, Pondering Panda, um, FGI, um, through to the mapping companies, TomTom, here, um, to also research for the likes of the Telly Show Group, Hippo, um, One One Life Direct. Genesis budget, semester sure, dash pay, um, through to Le Creuset, um, Stir Kinnicore, PlayStation 4, um, Nokia. So we've had a, a wide range of jobs um, and brands that have come on board. Some really big names there. What are your plans for 2015, uh, taking Money for Jam forward? Um, we, we're simplifying the interface. Um, we've got a number of developments happening at the moment, and we should have a, rele- a new release of the user experience in the next 10 days. Um, so when people go onto the official account and they, they engage with the platform, they'll see a different look and feel. Far easier to engage with, um, more user-friendly. That's number one. Um, secondly, we're doing a lot of integration to make sure that you can cash out in a multitude of retail um, stores, so you're not just restricted to pick and pay and boxer at the moment. So we will have um, the ShopRite group on relatively soon. Um, then we also... Cat off the bag, we're looking to launch a reality TV game show called Money for Jam that allows you to search for the golden jam jar, enter the game, be on a reality TV show, and win real hard cash, and there's a great prize there. And then, ultimately, we, we, we're actually in discussions to expand into another 14 territories. Andre, hi, this is Spilly. I'm helping uh, Brent co-host. How are you doing? Very good, thanks you. Got a quick question. I mean, could you do this full-time? I mean, how much money could a person earn doing this if I was just saying unemployed and I could do this full-time for you? No, the objective is never to be a full-time. We, um, we anticipate a person will, only, will earn between two and 300 rand a month. Okay, so that's um, just extra petty cash, just small bits and pieces. Yeah, it's that, that extra money to help, you know, sure. make ends meet, rainy day funds, um, while you're going about your day-to-day job. Okay. Um, if you're shopping in the mall or you're walking around, you open up the app, you have a you have a look and you see what's available, and as a result of that, you grab a job, you complete it, and you get 25 to 50 rand if you do two, and that makes you then say, well, well, maybe I can afford to go buy that bit extra right now. Mm. Is most of it sort of retail based? I mean, is, is it sort of like inside a pick and pay store kind of kind of research, or is it all kinds of research? That's all kinds of research. Okay. We're just about to launch 13,000 jobs in um, 10 days' time for TomTom. 
which is actually point of interest to validation. So go to the fo- following address, validate that um, X business is still at this address, tra- uh, enter the, the uh, URL, enter the phone number, hit the location, take a photo and submit. And they're going to use that for their mapping um, solution. Okay, and, and as far as, as payments go, I mean, obviously you have different rates for different kinds of jobs. I mean, if I'm traveling, would obviously the rate be slightly higher? Would it cover sort of petrol or taxi or something? No. So we, the, the objective is not to pay for the, the petrol. It's where, if you are there, in the area. to do the job. So the, the price range for jobs range from 15 to 25 grand. Okay, I see. Really, really super cool. And uh, most of our listeners, uh, they do tune in over WeChat. So if you guys are listening and you want to earn a little bit of extra money, go and find the official account, Money for Jam. Um, Andre, are there other ways that people could get in touch? Maybe Facebook or Twitter? Um, there's a Facebook account, but that's mainly servicing our any support queries that we, we have. The best is to go to our um, website, have a look, register on the solution. Most of our communication is through the solution that we have. Um, if there's brands out there that are listening that are interested in actually putting jobs on platform and engaging with this community, the real value for them is that we provision, we gather data real time with real people and when they can't afford not to, it's far cheaper than they can do it in-house with or with any other provider. Fantastic. Thank you very much. We will keep up to date with you and, and sort of see what you're going through the year. And uh, I'll report back on what Money for Jam is doing. I'm actually going to uh, do a little Money for Jam job. I think that's maybe what Spilly and I are going to do. Hmm. Hey? Deal. You want to do it? Done. It's, I've done a couple. So like I said, at the launch, they, uh, we, they, we had it on our phones because we got WeChat and we downloaded the official accounts. They told us to do it at the launch. And during the launch, they showed us how easy it is to do jobs. And after the launch, so, so basically at the launch, in order to earn a cocktail, you first had to take a photo of the juggler and you had to find the juggler, take a photo of him, send it through. They signed off that it was okay very quick mm. and you could go to the bar and get a cocktail. Amazing. It was a, it was a really cool, now, now, what's amazing, we talked about Uber earlier in terms of like, you know, Uber disrupting the, the current market space. This is doing the same thing. This is putting other people out of work. For argument's sake, you would need a research to go and do these sort of things. And all of a sudden, so it's disrupting that space. And these are the apps that are making the most amount of money and the most amount of impact in the space because they are so smart and incredibly quick and live and obviously financially a lot cheaper for the client. So, very, very well done to them. Like, like Andre said, during, when you're in your retail space, you put it on, say now I'm in my spa, you put it on, and one of the, the marketing jobs that they had last year was to take a photo of your favorite, uh, products. So yeah. like your favorite uh, underarm, your favorite shampoo. It gives the market researchers a great idea mm. of what's working and what's not and what people are really buying into. Um, I'm going to post a little, a little infograph that they have on the demographics that because it's on your phone, and you've got a profile, they can specifically say that you as a male, whatever age, mm. they, they put you in such a space. It's amazing target market. So they can tell exactly what, what, what's happening out there. Really clever. And, and, and it's unbiased, which is amazing as well. Exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a little bit clever. of extra money. So a couple of apps that I found um, that had to do with also maybe not making money for you but definitely making money for other people and helping them. The first one that I found, which is – so simple and clever. It's called the UNICEF um, Water App. I don't know if you've heard of it. What app? Water. Oh, water. 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 Basically, all it is is you download the app onto your phone. You've got the app. And 
we as a society have a slight problem that we're always on our phones. Mm. So if you're having a conversation with someone or if you're at dinner, people are always on their phones. This is the reality of what the world has become. So UNICEF has done two things. One, they've got sponsors on board. And two, they want you to put down your phone. As simple as that. The app measures its movement. So Mm -hmm. your phone has got all the different sensors in it and how it works. Uh, You download the app. When you put your phone down, you're basically saying, I'm giving up my phone time for whatever else you're doing. And they've got sponsors on board like Giorgio Armani that will pay for you to put your phone down. So the longer your phone is still, the more they're donating. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay, now... Yeah, carry on. And and then it gets put into the UNICEF TAP project, okay. which gives um, communities without water, water. So interestingly enough, a very similar app that I saw recently was a Samsung app called um, S-Drive. Launched in Australia. I don't know if you've seen it. Very smart. What they do is that they give you a, uh, a cradle for your phone because they want to stop people texting and, and picking up their phone in cars. Very clever. Same thing. You put it in the cradle. You start the car. It won't let you access anything besides voice-activated phone calls and SMSs. And every kilometer that you do without touching your phone gets points. It's competitive, so it's 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 an internal social network. And it also links to rewards. So the longer you drive without touching your phone, and the more Ks you do without touching your phone, the more money or more prizes you can claim. And apparently in in the trial area initially, like 9,000% drop in in, in teenage driving accidents. Fantastic. Fantastic. So amazing stuff, very simply put. And people do amazing things for free stuff. Oh, yeah. That's incredible. A hundred percent. Some of the other apps, amazing stuff for free stuff. So there's a, there's an app called Charity Miles that you can download. Again, they've got sponsors on board and it's, it's a double whammy, whammy because they want the human race to get fitter because we're all seeming to get fatter. So you run a little bit or you, have we got the same, same app? Same app. Same app. The charity miles is really cool. I dig running and mm. I dig cycling. If I could be doing it for a charity, I don't know. I haven't tested it if mm. it's available for South Africa. Some of these things aren't, which sucks, but some of them are. And um, if you go for a cycle or a run, you basically are racking up points and getting money donated to the people that need it most. It's very smart. There's another one similar. I think we're looking at the same website in terms of what we're looking for um, called I Can Go Without. And it's every time you decide you would like to buy a cup of coffee, which you kind of don't need, you can then tap the app and donate $3 or something to a charity of your choice. So instead of having a cup of coffee, mm. you go, I'm going to go without yep. to give someone else. Yes. That's amazing. And, and, and you can decide on how much you want to donate, but I think, I think the minimum is $3. But the idea is to go, do you really need that $3 Starbucks coffee? No, let's donate the money rather. So you're going to spend it anyway, but rather spend it somewhere it's a bit more viable. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. So South Africa, here's one that, uh, it's actually a, a project that they started called, it sounds like Kalula, which I don't, I don't really stand for. K- Kaluma. It's called Kaluma. And they, um, are a project based initiative where they're giving adolescents the advice and uh, the awareness about HIV and AIDS all via your cell phone. Okay. So they've got a dedicated number. They've got a, a website that you can access. But the stigma is that I think people are scared uh, to know if they are positive or they, they don't want to go get tested. And some people might have a lot of questions that we don't openly speak about. So Kaluma has the Kaluma Foundation have started this project where you can access them on your cell phone direct. So it's like ask, a call like center. A, okay, it's like a, almost like a chat. And you, it's a chat service, mm-hmm. and you can ask them the questions that matter to you without being ridiculed yeah. anonymously as well or totally anonymous oh, that's pretty cool um, and I think we need that in South Africa mm. uh, more awareness around AIDS is 
It's important. Never a bad thing, sure. Not at all. So interesting, I've got another one that's going to be South African very shortly, and it's along the lines of money for jam. So how you, as Mr. Joe, so public can earn some extra cash. In the States, there's an app called Fix My Street. It's being piloted now in the Ecoleni Council, which is the German side. What it is is that it's an app that you download. It's a free download app. And you can report a broken pavement, graffiti, a non-working road we sign, We need light. this. They need to bring that. That's amazing. Anything that doesn't work in your community. But then it also does is that you post it, you take a picture, you put the address in. They will then pay you for, like, you know, making them aware of it. Secondly, they're also empowering you to start chasing their third-party people who fix the stuff because the council themselves don't always do the work. And then you can then report back saying, it's been fixed. They're going to tell you, sir, it's been fixed. You can go and go, Yes, it's been fixed. Here's a photo. It has been fixed. So what it's doing is it's saving the council going out and checking their third-party contractors and paying you, the public, to do the work. Smart. Super smart. Yeah. When does it hit? When, well, how do we been, download it? Where does it come from? It's in Germiston at the moment, and I'm sure that once it's, it's successful, and we need it, obviously, once it's successful, hopefully we'll roll out everywhere. Because can you imagine everyone posting pictures of you know non-working traffic lights? That's incredible. Mm. Another little app that I found is called Acorns. It's only available in America at the moment. Mm -hmm. It was the top selling app or the top free app in uh, the United States of America iTunes store last year. Basically, it's um, I think F&B do it already on one of their cards where if you spend a certain amount and there's that um, like closest to 100. The rounding off thing. Yeah, the rounding off thing. They put that into a savings account for you. Yes. The Acorns app uh, starts putting it on the stock market for you. Ah. That's smart. So you link it to your credit card. That's very smart. Not available in South Africa yet, but uh, it will be through. At some point this year, they're going to roll it out internationally. Jesus, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. How exciting. That's amazing. How exciting. So it's, tr- it's a good point. I mean, I've got the, that FNB app where I think it's called Pocket or something like that. And it, it puts, I think I've got, I got 50 bucks in there. And what really, what am I going to do with 50 bucks? Like, let's be realistic about it. But I'd be quite fun to take 50 bucks and just play on the stock market. It could be quite interesting. So I don't I don't know enough about the stock market. I think what I know about the stock market might be a little bit scary. I don't want to play it. I'm saying I'd be happy to give it to a broker yes. to play it for me. That sounds like a bad Absolutely. idea. Absolutely. And they do it all for you. Sure. Um you can you can round it off so whatever amount will then go through to the stock market or you can also add money in. So it's almost like a little bank account. That's amazing. Cuz if you think about it, how many people have that 50 bucks in that account. If they put it all together, how much millions of rands there would be? And all of a sudden, there's a whole different business thing. That's amazing. It's the same analogy as when you go to the store and they give you coins. Mm. Because I, I come from the south. So in the south, a lot of people work with cash. That's a standard thing. In the north, it's more cards. We're all swapping out yeah. ca- cards all the time. When you work with cash, those coins that they give you, men's wallets don't even have a little mm. coin thing anymore. No more. We don't do coins. So to have on your card, to round that off, it's not going in your ashtray in your car. Sure. It's going into a stock market. Where you can make well, real money. I think what the biggest problem with not having coins is how do you pay the car guards? It's an ongoing problem that I have is that you swap cards, you're not using cash, you're paying with SnapScan, you're using all the other apps. And all of a sudden, the guy's like parking sure. and, and you never have coins on you. It's a problem. I might be onto something or I might be completely off the wall. Should car guards get a snap scan? I think it's a brilliant idea. We've talked about it. So they, like need, have a little, they need a little thing where you can just swap your card and it's a rand or two or five, whatever it is you normally give. And... There's a business there because can you imagine how much money is changing hands on a day-to-day basis just in the car guard industry? Non, non-taxed, dear government, non-taxed. So 
potentially there's a nice little business there as well. The, t- the change one, I think that's what the change one thing app needs to be. <laughs> yeah. It needs to be giving these car guards a little system where you, it's almost cashless mm. and you're able to help them because at the end of the day, that's what we want to do. But I think it could be interesting is that, you know, sometimes you're giving them one rand, sometimes you give them nothing, sometimes it's five rand. If they had to standardize and say every time you pay a car guard, it's five rand, but they pay their tax on it for argument's sake or they, you know, what would the benefit be? I'd be quite happy. Then it's a standardized thing. It's not like, well, how much is it? Then you give him two and then he, and he gives you the frown and it's not enough. Or you give him five and he give me ten and it's a negotiation. It's a flat five rand, but you know he's getting his, his, his tax and it's going to the country, going to the good. I'm smiling because I'm in the process of writing a blog. We had family come over from Australia towards the end of last year. And one of the things that they said confused the hell out of them. Forget the words like lacquer or nana or I mean, No, <laughs> tipping. Tipping. They they said, what no. is the South African guide to tipping? When you go into a bar, how much is like yeah. enough to leave the barman? When you have a car guard, how much is enough? Do you tip the hairdresser? There were all these questions that I couldn't answer. I was like, That's I don't know. Point. You, don't, I don't, you know, don't tip hairdressers, do you? I don't know what the standard is. I don't know where, where it fits in. And when you buy a drink, like I think five rands okay, but someone else might think two rands okay. So, I mean, it's, mm. it's sort of down a little bit of a guard. I, I'm, I'm busy in that, the process. That could be an app. If anybody else has got any information about tipping, maybe send it my way so I can add it to my blog. Mm. Every week I do a change one thing, and this week is a, a bit of an important one. Um, four years ago, my father passed away from malaria. It was uh, it was very sudden, mm. and it, I promise you it was sudden. There's a lot of myths that go around the, the way that malaria works, and, and some people say that uh, you shouldn't take the tablets because it masks the the symptoms. Malaria masks its own symptoms. It doesn't show for two weeks. It's it, like there's nothing there. My change one thing is if you went to a malaria area and you have the slightest little bit of flu, get to a doctor. Get to a doctor and let them know that you were in maybe a malaria area. We are not 100% certain as a as a society about where the footprint is for malaria. Uh, he was in the most southern part of Mozambique, Pontadora, which is supposedly malaria-free. It's not. So if you were in that area, it is two weeks later. If you have any inclination or even cold or flu or whatever, get to the doctor. It could save your life. Just saying. And what's amazing about that is that you tend to believe that malaria is very curable. Are you joking? It's like, it's, it's a perception that you take no, pills and if you get it, you can just fix it. It's it not is. a problem. People think that. But I know that you, you never ever lose malaria. Once you get it, you can manage it. It's, it's there forever. It, but you never actually lose the disease, you know. Yeah, it's very quick. It, it was a, it was very sudden. It was, and that's not why I bring up the story. Mm. I think I've got a great platform. So if someone's got a little bit of a sniffle and they did go to Mozambique, get to the doctor because mm. it's important. But it was very, very, very quick. Uh, it, it went two weeks unnoticed. So he got back like beginning of Jan, two weeks later. No symptoms whatsoever. Two days later, you passed away. It was quick. That's Malaria really is a killer. And I, I did. I wrote a blog about it afterwards that said, um, I used to believe that it was just those poor African countries where people can't afford Tabard. Mm. It's not. It's, I mean, it's everywhere. After that, and we're all, we're all able to get it. Oh, totally. After that happened, I'd met a couple of people who had had similar experiences in their family. So that's the change one thing. It's an important one for me this week. Um, I, I want to cure malaria. Again, one of my, my Miss World programs. Um, it's, it's something that I want to do. When we get back, we're going to have the creative manager for one.org, who is an amo- amazing association. We've only got a couple of minutes, so I'm going to pull him in here. Um, they work with Richard Branson. They work with Bono. He's going to tell us a little bit more about them and about what they're doing. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of seconds. Apple stars, think the sun. 
That's the new one from Robin Schultz. I love that guy. His music is incredible. It's really summer beats. It's it's all about the now and the here. We have the creative manager from One.org joining us who will be launching the global UN anti-poverty, inequality, and climate change initiative on Thursday. Nde, how are you doing? I'm great, thanks. It's great having you in studio. I'm going to ask you just to speak really close to the microphone when okay. you are talking. Uh, they how need to pick up the now? sound. A little bit better, much All better. Right. So we can call him Nde or Wax is what he said. It's his, uh, <laughs> I prefer Nde. This is what we can call him. Yeah. What exactly are you launching on Thursday? Well, um, you have to go back a bit to understand what we're doing on Thursday. In the year 2000, about 148 countries came together um, and under the UN um, signed what we call the Millennium Development Goals, the MDGs, and which are basically, you know, like um, a lot of a set of goals, um, eradicating poverty, education for all, equality for women, um, that they, they, they aim to achieve in 15 years. Now, 2015 is a very symbolic year because we've come to the end of that period. A lot of the goals have not been met. They've been met in different ways in different countries. But then those goals have been very helpful in terms of getting countries to half poverty um, today. Now, um, in, in this year, 2015, by September, the leaders will be meeting again to establish a new set of goals that would guide them about how they want to see the future of the world and Africa in, by 2030. So it's very important this time we're saying as a coalition of, um, of NGOs, um, called Action 2015, that these goals be first of all good enough so that they serve the people that, um, they're meant to, they're meant to protect. And secondly, that, that they be famous enough. Because if we, the normal people, you and I, do not know what these goals are, we cannot one, support our governments to achieve them and two, hold them accountable for the goals. And that's why we're trying to get, um, people to, to express themselves, bring their voices to the table, to the policy, um, to the leaders. Now on Thursday, we're getting 15 year olds, about 150, 15 year old children who were born when these goals were first set in 2000. And they're saying, um, they'll be meeting Minister Fikilem Balula, um, in Soweto and they'll be, they'll be telling him, well, this is, this was the world, um, that we were when we were born in. This is the world we live in today. But we want you to, we want you to know what kind of world we want to live in 2030. And that starts today. And that's why we're launching this global initiative. 15 years across the entire world will be meeting their leaders on Thursday at about, um, 1500. And that hashtag for that to follow it is Action 2015. Exactly. So, so everybody on Twitter and on social media sites can get involved in this. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you do have a, a lot of famous people that are involved in the initiative. Yeah, um, I mean, as one, we, we work with a lot of celebrities ch- just to amplify what people are saying, you know, and, and get get our voices heard. Well, um, we we have um, Glenn Lewis um, who will be hosting the show. We'll be getting people like Boy Titula and, and Bonan coming through to support the 15-year-olds um, because we, we believe that, you know, um, we all have a responsibility as the media, as you're doing now, um, as celebrities, as ourselves, as musicians, um, to come out and really be a part of this process because that's the only way that would make these goals famous enough for people to hold governments to account. We have to hold the governments to account. Yes, we do. It's about the awareness and it's about fixing and eradicating uh, exactly. the problems that we have. No, exactly. And, you know, the, the facts show that, eradi- that poverty can be eradicated. You know, it can be. It's not a. It's not rocket science. Um, it, there's a lot of development in the world today. You know, like um, technology has gone extremely far. I think it's insane that people go to bed without having food to eat. You know, it's, when, it's when disgusting. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah, in fact, you're right about that. And that's why we know we, we really think that if if urgent action is taken now, that's what we believe um, at the one campaign. If urgent action is taken now um, by leaders who are held to account and who, who can account for the money that we pay to them, um, to us, and and be mutually accountable to themselves as leaders, then in, um, um, act in a very transparent fashion. Then, in fact, you know, a lot of the things that we know, um, preventable diseases, um, poverty, will be a thing of the past.
And this is all happening on Thursday at about what time? It's happening um, between 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. Um, at Soweto Uncle Tom's Community Center, right next to Hector Peterson Memorial Museum. Fantastic. Yeah. Is there is there a, a, a Twitter handle or a Facebook that people can follow? Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you, the action, you said Action 20, um, 2015 um, Twitter handle, um, hashtag is Action2015ZA. Um, for South Africa, of course, it's a global process. So if you go to Action 2015 hashtag, you'll see similar things happening across the entire world because this is a global process. You can also um, check out the, the, the one um, Twitter handle, one in Africa, to see um, what we're doing. Um, we're working in, in, in the Action 2015 coalition, which in South Africa you know, includes um, NGOs such as Save the Children, World Vision, African Monitor, UN Youths, and many others. So, yeah, there's, um, you know, there's a lot of partners and, and moving pieces, and we really encourage everybody to be become a part of this conversation and to join us to pledge and call on their governments you know to 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 help you know South Africa as a, as a very important and influential government in Africa and the world to be a part of the um, of the process to establish goals that are good enough to protect children protect women protect farmers protect me and you protect the media you know, we saw what happened in France the other day, you know, and just make sure that we have a better world by 2030. Um, and these are things that are possible, you know, if we if we aggregate commitment and if, you know, we have our heads in the right space. I think everybody needs to get involved. I think it is important and it's uh, it's looking it's looking into the future to make it a better world for not only us, but our kids and everybody else. Exactly. Our, and that's yeah. and that's why we, we involved in this youth, because the future we're searching for is their future. And and what a better way to start it off by asking them to come and tell the leaders themselves, this is what we want. Fantastic. It's been great having you on the show. Thank, Thank you for you. joining us. Here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet those links so that everybody can get involved as well. And I'll be following it on Thursday. Oh, please do. I'm sure when you tweet it, it's going to be famous. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been amazing we'll having you the on the show. <laughs> Thanks, Brent. It really has. I love having you in studio. Good. I love being here. Uh, you bring a good vibe. You told me that you, you'd been up since... Four o'clock this Four morning. Four this morning working. So your day is pretty much done. I'm, well, not really. I'm, I'm doing uh, work till five and then yoga till 7.30. So long day. <sighs> I'm exhausted for you. I have, I have very few problems compared to some of the problems this man is trying to solve. So I'm not complaining. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's been an amazing show. It, it always, I think, time flies when you're being kind. It just goes too quickly. Uh, last week I had a two-hour show, which I think I'm going to start implementing just so that I can get all of this, the good stuff in. There's too much to talk about. It's just too much good stuff. I'm going to leave you guys with this uh, little nugget from, from Mother Teresa, which goes with what everything that we were saying today. Not all of us can do great things, but we can all do small things with a great heart, and that's the difference. It's the little things. Um, I'm going to tweet also the apps that we were chatting about so that you guys can get involved you can be donating money and uh, you can be giving back the power's in your hands that's the good stuff for this week don't forget to tune in next week where we'll have carte blanche in uh, in studio with us which i'm really excited about we're going to be chatting to george from carte blanche it's been amazing thanks and all the only good things